Well, hello everybody. Welcome to a bonus live episode of Gray 17, a Battle on 5 podcast. I am Scott, and I am here today because I am seeing a lot of rumor and a lot of just a lot of questions going along when it comes to the Babylon 5 reboot, where it is, where it isn't, all of those questions that come up about, is it dead? Is it alive? Where is it this week? Why is HBO Max not showing Babylon 5 anymore? What is going on? And instead of going through and trying to answer those questions bit by bit as they come up on social media, I decided to put together this quick, well, we'll see how quick it is, video about what we know right now. And the first part of this video is not going to be me talking about what I feel, what I think, where I think this is going. This is just going to be the facts. And when I say just the facts, 99% of what I want to show you is straight from JMS and mainly from his Twitter account. And so when we bring up the questions that I see people asking, I'm going to answer them using JMS's own words. And we'll go through this bit by bit and kind of talk about all the pieces and where we are right now on January 28th, 2023. And then once we're done with that, I will go ahead and kind of give you my opinion on where I think things are. But first, before I talk about anything that I want to talk about in terms of where I think it is, I absolutely want to give you just the facts. So we're going to go ahead and dive in with that and hopefully it's helpful to you and hopefully it's a little bit easier than having to dig through JMS's Twitter account, which that man is prolific. So it takes a lot of digging to get everything out of there. And you know, it was kind of fun going through the Twitter account because it's kind of like just using uh, the Usenet back in the day. And that's something that says about JMS that 30 years later, he is still, he knows how to utilize those interwebs. But Let's go ahead and dive in. And if you have questions, throw them in the chat as we're going, and I will answer them uh, either as we go or at the end. We'll have some discussion time at the end, too, to kind of see where we all are with this thing. But first, again, before we get into any of the, the conjecture and the speculation, I want to just hear JMS's own words. So let's dive right in. So, before we actually talk about the reboot, we have to talk about some of the confusion that people have, have because there are actually two projects right now. Two brand new Babylon 5 projects in either creation or actually that's already done. So before I get into the reboot itself, I want to go ahead and kind of clear the air about what those two projects are. They are... Project One, which is the reboot, or if you are a Patreon member, and oh, by the way, as I'm going to talk about this, all this stuff is in the public now, uh, public sphere. I'm not going to talk about anything that's said by JMS on his Patreon. If you want to read what JMS has to say on his Patreon, be a patron. That's I am a patron. Um, he has basically put everything out there in public now, 
but there's still some stuff in there that I uh, is just for the patrons, and I'm not going to share those here. I would recommend you become a patron of his. He's very insightful. He shares a lot of good stuff, not just with Babylon 5, but with all his other works too. But all I'm going to talk about here is in the public sphere, except for one quick point. But actually, that's still a tweet. He tweeted this out too. If you were on the Patreon about a year ago, he actually referred to Project One, the reboot, as B5B. And Project Two, the secret Babylon 5 project, as B5A. So I may go back and forth here and say, and I know it's confusing because he switched them. And he actually acknowledged he switched them. But Project One used to be the secret Babylon 5 project B5A. And Project 2 was the reboot B5B, but now he's calling Project 1 the reboot. And he's calling Project 2 the secret project. So let's work our way backwards on this and look at Project Number 2, or as the Patreons know of it, B5A. And that is the secret Babylon 5 project. The secret Babylon 5 project was always going to be made for the 30th anniversary, which is 2023. And the project, from what we understand and what we know, is completed. 100% in the can, ready to go. So what is that project? That's a big question. First off, JMS threw out here in September of last year. Since, And I'm going to read these. For those watching the video, I apologize, but I'm going to put this up on our audio podcast as well, too. So I'm going to go ahead and just read these real quick. So on September 4th, JMS said, since there seems to be some confusion about all things B5, let me clarify. B5 Project 1 is the reboot, reimagining for CW, which is awaiting production order. Project 2 is the one we've been doing in secret with some of the cast. Until there's, until there's an official announcement, all of us are sworn to secrecy and cannot tell you what it is or even what medium is in. Film, audio, video, game, print... Semi four, I can only tell you that it's done and has a 23 release date. I hope that clears up the confusion. So what we know from what he has said is this project was completed earlier in 2022. And actually, as I'll show you in a minute, it included most, if not all, the surviving cast. And so it is a project that is one shape or form involving the original cast. Is it a continuation? Is it a story within the five-year span? Is it blah, 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 blah? We don't know yet. And I'll get into conjecture later on. But what we do know is it involves the whole cast. And why do we know that? Because someone leaked it a little bit. And I love her to death. And you can check out our interview with her. But Claudia may have let a little thing slip. And that is... When she started talking about the B5 reboot, which we'll talk about in a minute, she posted a picture. <laughs> and this picture, as you can see, has Lanier himself, Bill Mooney, Londo, Peter Jurisic, Claudia Christian, Ivanova, Pat Tolman, Lita, and Bruce Boxleiter, John Sheridan. Now, she gave no context to this picture. No context at all. She just posted a picture and she said, I don't know if I'm going to be a part of it. I'm excited for the reboot, but I, I have nothing to do with the reboot. But that picture 
it was taken, we believe, in late 2021 when they were making this special secret project. You have most of the surviving cast in that photo. They all came together and they did something. What we know, what we know that something is yet? No, we don't. We don't know anything about what it truly is. But we know it exists and we know it is done. How do we know it's done? Well, because he said so. So JMS said on November 19th, 2022, so bummed I couldn't make it to Comic-Con this past July. He actually had COVID, which is why he couldn't make it. But I'm definitely planning to be there in 23 for this, the unveiling of the secret non-CW Babylon 5 project and a ton of other stuff that should be popping around then too. So they are going to release whatever Project 2 is at San Diego Comic-Con. And you better believe I'm going to be applying for press passes. He goes into a little bit more detail in January of 26 of this year. So just a few days ago. And there will be something very special to debut at San Diego Comic-Con to mark the 30th anniversary since The Gathering. And actually, The Gathering's 30th anniversary is February 22nd. So about a month from now from when I'm recording this. There has, it has, this has no bearing upon or relation to the yes, it's still in process, though it feels like forever, CW reimagining. So that tells us two things. One, again, this is a secret project that has nothing to do with the reboot. And we know that already because we know the original cast is going to be in it. Again, we don't know what it's going to be. We'll talk about that later. But we know the original cast, the surviving cast, are going to be in it. So it's not part of the reboot. We also know, again, based on that picture that Claudia Christian put out, that it has already happened. And so somebody on January 26th said, What is the B5 project? I won a won a film, a series, both, a reboot, or continuation, any actual dates yet, and where I can grab it in the UK? And JMS just responded, this will be revealed at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. So we got to wait a little bit longer on this one, guys. So let's dive into what you came for. Now we know there's a secret project that's in completion. Let's talk about Project One, or if you're a Patreon member back in the day, B5B which is the reboot, the CW reboot. So before I get into where we are now, let's take a little stroll down memory lane and talk about how this all came about. Back in September 2021, seems like a bygone era now, Deadline released The Scoop, Babylon 5 series reboot from J. Michael Straczynski in works at the CW. And the internet lost its collective mind. And so did I, actually. And I got to tell you, this is what spurred Gray 17. We had been talking, we, Blake and I, had been talking about doing a B5 podcast for years. And finally, we decided, okay, it's time. It's on HBO Max. There is a fever pitch about what's going to happen with the reboot. Now is the time to start talking about this show again, like a lot of other podcasts did as well. So this deadline article is important to me because not only is it talking about the reboot, but 
it is what caused gray 17 to start happening so what does this thing say by the way i should have mentioned this at the beginning there are spoilers here so if you're a newbie to b5 shoo 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 so the deadline article says a new version of the emmy winning space opera television series babylon 5 is in the works the cw has put in development babylon 5 described as a from the ground up reboot of the critically acclaimed 1990s series from the original series creator j michael straczynski and warner brothers television written by straczynski the reboot revolves around John Sheridan, played by Bruce Boxleitner in the original series, an Earth Force officer with a mysterious background who is assigned to Babylon 5, a five-mile-long space station in neutral space, a port of call for travelers, smugglers, corporate explorers, and alien diplomats at a time of uneasy peace and the constant threat of war. His arrival triggers a destiny beyond anything he could have imagined as an exploratory earth company accidentally triggers a conflict with a civilization a million years ahead of us, putting Sheridan and the rest of the B-5 crew in the line of fire as the last best hope for the survival of the human race. Now, is this the synopsis of the pilot script? I don't know. And in fact, we're going to find out from JMS in a few minutes. It probably isn't. This is probably a press release uh, language that came out from CW and I wonder if this is actually a description of what we're going to get in the reboot or if they basically did the Cliff's notes of the original show, minus, of course, the fact that Sheridan shows up um, uh, rather than Sinclair to begin with. I question how reliable this synopsis is, and I'll go into why here in just a minute. Yeah, Tim, IPX is always causing trouble. I agree, Tim. Yes, they are. So let's keep rolling here. What is the reboot? What is it not? And again, a lot of this, we've been doing a lot of re rumor, assumption. I've been doing it too. But for right now, in this very moment, I'm just going to give you what JMS has told us. So what is it and what is it not? On December 31, 2022, JMS said, I've actually come up with a new paradigm for TV storytelling I want to try out. B5 brought forth the five-year arc that's now become ubiquitous, ubiquitous. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. So it's time to try something else. May or may not work, but as with the five-year arc, you never know until you try it. To live is to risk. This was coming to an answer from a person who said, is this going to be another five-year plan? Do you have the plan all mapped out? And JMS is saying, well, don't think five-year plan, guys. Think of something else. Just like JMS really revolutionized serialized sci-fi back in the 90s, uh, he's going to try something different here. We don't know what it is yet. I'm thinking back to, you know, JMS was, has always been ahead of the curve. Uh, I remember Captain Power, and JMS was, a sh uh, was not the showrunner on that, but pretty darn close to showrunner. And I remember having my little Captain Power jet that I had had a trigger and you would aim it at the TV. You would play your VHS tape or watch Captain Power on TV and you would shoot at the robots and you get points. And if you didn't dodge the lasers coming from your TV, Captain Power may be ejected out of the jet. So, I mean, what I'm getting at here is JMS has always been at the forefront of new ideas. What's that mean? I don't know. Maybe we're talking, well, never mind. I'm not going to get into speculation yet. That's, I, I promise I wasn't going to do that. But what we're seeing here is it may not be a five-year deal. It may be something different. Also on December 31, it was asked, 
why would you reboot what's already perfect? And JMS said, it told a story appropriate to the 20th century that looked down the road to celebrate or warn about what was coming our way. The challenge now would be to use those tools and that universe to discuss who we are, what we stand for, and what's coming in the 21st century. And that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, as we've been going through, we're in season two of our rewatch. There's a lot of Babylon 5 that really looks inward to where humanity was in the 20th century. And honestly, still in the 21st, and we've had those discussions. But I think what JMS is saying here is there's more story to be told with a lens that is 30 years in advance of where it was in the 90s. Much like we see Star Trek is continuing to change with the times, whether you like it or not. I tend to actually do like it, but whether you like it or not, things are changing around the world. And so our storytelling is changing as well, too. And I think JMS is saying here uh, that's why he wants to do the reboot because it's going to be a different lens of looking at the world, a world that's 30 years older. So, another person asks on January 2nd, Straczynski, if the Babylon 5 reboot gets to go ahead in 2023, which I passionately hope will happen, and if it's approved for five seasons on a streaming service, does that necessarily mean being released over the course of five years? Or will that be condensed? And Straczynski said, every season would be one at a time. There's no way there would be a five-year commitment. So it's a moot point. So what we know is if he gets a pickup for pilot, he's just going to get picked up for the pilot. That's how TV works. They will pay for a pilot. They will see how the pilot goes, and they'll go from there. Same thing happened with The Gathering. And as we all know, it took a year from when The Gathering was launched to when we actually got Midnight on the Firing Line. So he's not thinking five years down the road right now in terms of seasons. Of course, I'm sure he has it all mapped out in his head. That's how he works. But we continue to think it's going to be the same five-year story, and that may not be the case. So I'm going to go back in time a little bit here. So, uh, another person tweeted out on November 16th, 2022, some publications suggest that there will only be Sheridan and no Sinclair, or at least not in the same capacity. And he's referring to the deadline article that said, again, that it was going to start with Sheridan. And JMS says, everybody seems to know what the story is, but the reality is that the script has only ever been seen inside the studio. Ask folks who say they know what's going coming to the list. Uh, I'm sorry. Ask folks who say they know what's coming to list. Say what's on page 17. They can't because they don't have the script. So absent of that, it's all balloon juice. I love JMS. So basically, again, that's where I think that synopsis we got in the deadline article is not the Bible. Yes, it could start with Sheridan. It could start with Sinclair. It could start with somebody we don't even know. The only people who know for sure are JMS and who's ever read that script. Another person on November 16th said, so, this be like a parallel universe story where some events different from the original timeline events? And I'm going to add in here, think like the Kelvin universe in Star Trek. JMS says, no, again, you're kind of still going off the prior paradigm, defining what might come by where and how it diverges from the blueprint. Think bigger. So again, this is a full reboot. And again, that's straight from JMS. This is not going to be an offshoot timeline. This is not going to be a prequel or sequel, which we'll get into in a moment. 
this is something new. And that's why I'm excited, guys. We continue down the uh, November 6th pipeline here. Uh, checking sources is important, including the one I linked and their sources, etc. This bit wasn't some new speculation. It came officially from the CW. This is a guy replying to what JMS said about how if you haven't read the script, you don't know. The guy got a little, uh, little, um, little upset about that. The, this came officially from the CW, the would-be network. I don't know who exactly in the CW wrote it and what they knew, but that's what we have for now. And JMS says, the release said Sheridan, but it didn't say that there would not be a Sinclair or any other character. So again, take that release on deadline with a grain of salt at this point. And this guy kept going. It didn't say there would be Sinclair either. The wording strongly suggests that Sinclair, if he exists, will not have the same capacity as the original, namely commanding B5 in Season 1, while Sheridan, the only named character, is introduced only in Season 2. And JMS replies again, because he has the patience of a saint, You're still not correct, because you haven't read the script. It's not the cu that cut and dried. It's not what you think it means, because you're operating off the old paradigm. Suggestion. Wait to see what actually uh, what we actually do before deciding who's in, who's not, and what it all means. And again, November 16th, one thing, this is from another twi uh, uh, Twitter person, one thing, please don't mess with the rock cried out no hiding place and Zaha Doom from season three. The writing, pacing, cuts, sync, timing were some of the best I've ever seen on television. I don't disagree. You just have to repeat it and update the visuals to cement the prize forever. <laughs> and JMS responds, no plans to just remake episodes should the show be picked up. No point to that. From my side of things, the question is, if this show was made today for the first time, with what I know now as a writer that I didn't know 20 years ago, what would it be like? What would it look like? So we're not going to get copy and paste episodes. So if y'all love, I don't know, um, The Rock Cried Out No Hiding Place, I'm sorry. You're not going to get the same episode again. But would you really want that? Would you really care to see the same thing redone with different actors and the same story? Which goes in to some of the complaints that we've seen online. But it won't be the same. I've heard that one a lot. So, somebody mentioned on December 31 on Twitter, not arguing, and new people maybe do a brilliant job, and I'm not decrying that JMS will do or a new team. All I'm saying is some of we older fans may just not feel the chemistry in quite the same way, but maybe he has found a way to honor that memory in the reboot. And JMS replied, Misses the point. It's not supposed to be exactly the same. If it's exactly the same in the vibe of chemistry of the storytelling, why do it? And that person continued, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. And I quite accept that the new version of the character in BSG, Balsar Galactica, as an example, worked very well. It's just Mira and Andreas weren't interpreting. They were those people. And JMS hits back, no. They were human actors interpreting alien characters. That was their craft. So he's basically saying Mira Furlon and Andreas Katsoulis were interpreting what was on the page. They were interpreting Delenn and Jakar. And of course, if you're like me, you love those characters and you love those actors and we miss them dearly. 
But what he's saying here is there are other people who can interpret things differently. So even if we have a Jakar in the reboot, it doesn't mean it's going to be anything worse or better. It's just going to be different. And that's okay. <laughs> Adam, wait! People online don't complain? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, so we continue on. November 16th again. Another person. The number of people that aren't understanding that this is the plan for the new series is boggling my mind. And JMS says, it's understandable. People can only react to what they've seen. When we first made B5, the only color, color, corollary was Trek. So in saying that they wanted folks only had the one paradigm. Now there's established B5, and it can be hard to step outside that paradigm to something different. To show what a prison that can be, when ST fans saw B5, many complained mightily that they were using hand links when everyone knows that in the future we'll be using chess communicators. Verbatim quote. I can see past the horizon of what was, but for now, others can't. So again, JMS is telling you, just put aside what you saw, what you know. It's okay. And he said in another tweet, I don't think I have up here, that no one's going to take it off your shelf. No one's going to steal your DVDs. This is something different. This is something new. And it's we need to be willing to accept that or at least learn to accept it. And you know, I, I've fallen down that, that pit too. You know, it's not my old thing. I don't know, but no one's taken my old thing. And if I like the new thing, I got something else, which is great. <laughs> Here's another one we continue to hear. And you know, some of you all may be out there too, but oh God, not the CW, anything but the CW. <laughs> so Somebody on November 16th. He was really busy on November 16th. Honestly, as long as you're heavily involved, then I'm ready for any changes you deem worthy. Just please, don't let it turn into a teen drama like everything CW seemed to put out lately. And JMS replied, that was never, ever even suggested. If anything, they were urging toward an older, more mainstream audience demographic because they were trying to broaden their viewership. It's a concern that just never, ever happened. So at least when he was asked to make the pilot, oh, and actually he had to make a presentation first, and then they said, okay, go ahead and write the pilot. They didn't tell him this needs to be your normal CW show. But honestly, I would argue, is there truly a normal CW show? Yes, I know what the stereotype is. But one of my favorite shows on TV right now is Superman and Lois, which hopefully gets a season three. Yes, there are teens. Yes, there's a family drama. But you know what? That's a pretty damn good show. Uh, I like the first couple seasons of Arrow, and I can tell you that's not for kids and not for teens. Um, I haven't watched much of the DC Universe after that, but you get my point. I think there's an assumption here that CW is just teen stuff. And of course now, and we'll get into it, it potentially could be a lot different than what it was when even when this tweet was made. But... Um, Again, we have to keep an open mind, is what JMS is saying here. So, I'm seeing a lot of stuff in the chat. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow up with all you guys. I'm gonna get through this stuff, and we'll 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 definitely talk. So stick around. We had another person. 
these people seem to be hung up on how they think it should work for the writers and not thinking about how studios leverage all they can to get the maximum benefit for themselves. So what that tweet, Twitter uh, uh, person is saying is it doesn't matter what the writers want. The studio is going to do what the studio wants to do. And JMS said nothing to do with studio leverage. They literally said, and I quote from JMS's quote, look, this is your show. You know what you're doing. You know what you want. Just write what you think it should be. So according to JMS, CW and Warner Brothers isn't telling him what to write. And to be honest, if you know JMS from reading his tweets and reading his autobiography and just following the man for the better part of 40 years, he doesn't take well to people telling him what to do. There's a reason why Crusade only went 13 episodes. So um, if somebody came to him and said, we want you to make Babylon 5, we want to make it our way, pretty sure he would tell him to buzz off. So uh, I would stop worrying about that potential piece of it. Okay, so here's where we are currently. Before we get to the CW being sold, one of the things that I was highlighting when we first started talking about the reboot a while ago was the president of the CW was um, a big fan of Babylon 5 to a point where when he was working with Warner Brothers back in the 90s, he would get VHS tapes from JMS from production before they were aired because he didn't want to wait to wait to catch it when it aired. He wanted to continue the story and watching the story before he had to wait for the episodes to air. So that was Mark Pedowitz, and he was a huge fan of B5. And he was the president of CW, and he was the one who went to JMS and said, I want you to make a new Babylon 5. Now, of course, when CW got sold, things changed. So first off, CW got sold the next star. This happened um, August of this year. This is when we started to get really worried about the reboot. By the way, before this, and I didn't put this in here, but just for clarity's sake, the reboot was supposed to come out potentially in 2022. It was put on hold in February of last year. JMS, I don't know if he said this publicly, so I may get myself in trouble here. Actually, I think he did say it publicly, that the reason why it was put on hold was to protect it during this sale. He knew that if it got greenlit for a pilot in 22, it had a worser shot of being picked up because the, of all the things going on with the sale. And so it got punted and got punted to 2023. And Pedowitz was the one who called JMS and said, hey, it's getting moved and here's why. It's because we don't know what the horizon's gonna look like for 2022 and we wanna protect this show. And at that point, we got the huge outpouring that I still think is the reason why we potentially will get a reboot when it's all said and done. And that is September 19th of last year when we blew up Twitter. So on September 18th, and actually he had been teasing this for a couple days before then, JMS tweeted out, it's never been my way to ask B5 fans and followers for a solid on behalf of the show because I feel it's my role and the role of the show to be in service to you not the other way around, but tomorrow, for the first time in 22 years, I will ask. And of course, we all waited with bated breath, and then he tweeted this out on the 19th. The fate of Babylon 5 pilot may be decided at the end of this month, this being September. 
Though much of the CW was bought by Nexstar, the decision also rests heavily with Warner Brothers TV. If the fans want to show their support for B5 and let them know you want this to happen, now is the time. And he put the hashtag B5 on CW in 23. And let me tell you, Blake and I from the Gray 17 crew, we killed our batteries on our phones that day. And I know a lot of you did as well, just letting everyone know that we wanted this sucker. And that's why I will never forget, no matter what happens with the reboot, this was kind of coming, Grey 17's coming out party too. We had just started in uh, August and this happened. We beat the Queen's funeral in the United States for trending media on Twitter, folks. This had to have woken somebody up at Warner Brothers and CW. This doesn't happen. Yeah, stuff trends. And Babylon 5 has trended again before, or after this and before this. But on the day of Queen Elizabeth's funeral in the United States, we were number one. I believe in the UK, we were either two or three. I think we were two. But that's just, that says something about this fandom. And so the next day, after we all were kind of waiting to see what happened, JMS tweeted this out. Where we are, the message has been received. I am supremely thankful to everyone who stepped up and let your voice be heard. What happens now? We wait for the future to reveal itself. Thank you all once again. Signed JMS. The message was received. And then we got some more bad news. So I kept telling you about how Mark Pedowitz was the guy. He was the fan of Babylon 5. He was the one who went to JMS and said, hey, we want you to write this show. Pedowitz is out at CW. This happened October 3rd, a little uh, under a month from, actually about a half month from when we uh, did the B5 on CW. Pedowitz left as CEO of the CW, and up until this day, we still don't know what 2023 of CW is going to look like. There's, there was an article a couple days ago about which shows are going to survive and which shows are not going to survive, and those were current shows, including Superman and Lois, which I mentioned earlier. So there's a lot of question marks of where CW is going to go at this point. Now, October 3rd, the same day that Pedowitz was out at CW, JMS tweeted this out. We ain't dead yet. There are still a lot of discussions going on behind the scenes, and no decision has yet been made about the B5 on CW in 23. As we await that decision, fans eager to see a new Babylon 5 series should continue to voice their support to Nexstar and Warner Brothers TV. So Pedowitz leaving didn't kill anything right away, did not pull the plug. I know a lot of people online said, well, CW got sold, Babylon 5 reboot's dead, Pedowitz is gone, B5 reboot's dead. Hell, on that day that Pedowitz left, I tweeted out on our Twitter that ah, this doesn't feel good. But the great uh, maker is telling me that we ain't dead yet. So I'm going to believe we ain't dead yet. Then, November 10th, another month later, another person tweeted out to JMS, uh, so, it's been a while since you tweeted this and there's been no updates. My guess is it's probably not going to happen. With HBO Warner Brothers ditching Season 5 of Westworld, HBO, and I'll get into HBO Max in a moment, but then I realized these, CW and HBO, are two different entities. JMS tweets out, We're just in a holding pattern while all the parties involved. CW, Nexstar, Warner Brothers, Discovery. Figure out all the moving pieces between themselves and each other. That's a lot to do. 
So basically this whole is going to decide by the end of September. Well, that obviously got punted when Petowitz got uh, what left the company. So any decisions that were going to be made got put on hold. And to, from what we understand, they're still on hold. November 13th, JMS puts out, we are all impatient for V5 news. And there are tons of rumors from bloggers and posters and even some cast. But that's truly no decision because the decision makers haven't decided. When the decision does get made, it will come to me first, not to any of those folks. And by the way, he's referring to some former cast members. And I mean, I've heard from some cast members that they are not really... um, uh, hopeful for the reboot, but as JMS is saying, they're not going to find out. They're not going to know. Chances are they're probably not going to be a part of the show. So he'll know before anyone else does if it's dead or not. And I trust JMS to tell us if it's dead or not, uh, especially if you're on the Patreon because he's very open about that kind of stuff. So yes, yes, this is one big selling point for the Patreon for JMS, just saying. Okay, so November 13th continues. Another person tweets, Straczynski, hi, Joe. Just wanted to know if you have heard anything on the reboot series of Babylon 5, as a few YouTubers seem to think it won't happen. Hashtag devastated. JMS says, what they think is irrelevant. Hi, I am a YouTuber and a podcast member, and I don't think I'm, irre- I don't think I'm relevant either, so I agree with JMS. Uh, what they think is irrelevant. I've said repeatedly that CW being bought by Nexstar and WB by Discovery means they have to figure themselves out first then figure out what programs they want. The first part of that is still in progress. No decisions on B5 have been made yet. Then we continue on down the road to January 2nd. We are now in 2023. Uh, Another person tweets to JMS, true, I just hope we hear something soon. And JMS says, I suspect that rather than a decision being made this past November on a on one-off basis, the folks at CW may well make their own, they're, they're on B5 the same time, I'm assuming he says theirs, make theirs on B5 the same time they make their own other pilot decisions. So everything would be in sync and at the same time production calendar, if it comes, of course. Which he's basically saying the same thing I just said, that... Everything got put on hold. They haven't made any decisions on greenlighting any shows. I think they've greenlighted one show that was on last year, and it is um, a show I don't watch, so I can't remember the title of it. I think it's a football show. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But that's the only one that's been said it's going to get a season two. So you still got the the two Walker shows, Superman, and a few others that are they're not sure if they're going to keep or not. So they're going to make all these decisions at once. If they're going to bring on anything else, as well as keep the shows they have. So a couple other questions people have put out there. Why not a sequel? Why are you doing a reboot instead of a sequel? So a person on December 31, 2022 said, as a, as a fan, I want you to have all the success you can and share this universe with all you can. That said, I cringe at the idea of a reboot rather than just continuing the story. And JMS said on December 31, a continuation won't work because most folks have never seen the show and wouldn't understand the background. All, all the characters went different places. If you took it off B5, you can't call it B5, and nearly half our cast are no longer with us. You have to start over. And he continued in another tweet. Oh, actually, yep. And then, uh, so, continuing on that same thing, okay, you can't do a sequel. Why not do an original story? So, call it something else. Again, 
the re- and this is JMS, January 2nd. Again, the reason B5 is in play, because it has name value. So a new title puts us at zero. But because it's set in the B5 universe, that would cause huge legal complications for Warners. The TV business just doesn't work that way, folks. Would like it to work, and it isn't doable. So if you're going to be in Babylon 5, you're going to have to be on the station. That's the key to the reboot. Another person on January 2nd, nah, I want a series set about 100 years earlier showing the creation of the Earth's Force, the Psychor, and Earth's interactions before it became a minor power. Another obvious series would be the Dilgar War. And by the way, if you tweet out story ideas to JMS, he will ban you. He's flat out said that, so I don't recommend you do what this person did. <laughs> uh, and JMS says on January 2nd, again, you can't call it Babylon 5 because the station isn't in it. There would have to be an entirely different series without any name value, which is why B5 is being reimagined, but which still bumped into the studio's rights. It's a legal PR tangle, and no studio wants that. Another thing I've seen a lot of people say is, why can't we pay for it? If CW is not going to do it, let's do a Kickstarter. Let's all do a Kickstarter. Why can't we do that? Well, here's why. So, November 3rd. If it doesn't work out for the CW, could it be financed by all of us? How much money would it be needed for season one? JMS, November 3rd. Nope, this has been discussed. Three or four million per episode minimum. And by the way, when he says this has been discussed, he means it's been discussed on his Twitter thread. Not like higher-ups have talked about it. He's just saying that he's responded to this before. So again, JMS, November 3rd. No, this has been discussed. Three to four million per episode minimum for a sci-fi series show with effects. So 30 to $40 million for one season, which by the way tells me he's not thinking 22 episodes a season. He's thinking 10 episodes a season, which is kind of the standard anymore for streaming and for cable anymore. So uh, that's another thing that we, didn't, we don't know, but I'm making an assumption based on his math. So 30 to $40 million for one season. And I don't own the rights to do that at any event. So JMS can't go to Kickstarter and raise money. Even if he thought he could raise 30 to $4 million, which he couldn't, no one could, it wouldn't matter. He doesn't own the rights. So we continue on November 7th. Another person said, I met a few people who were hoping to bring back the OA on their own new streaming channel by crowdfunding it. When I told them roughly how much each episode might cost to produce, they blocked me. And the person, JMS responded, the prospect of, well, we'll just Kickstarter it has become kind of the universal panache to any problem. The only complication being that insofar as TV goes, it really doesn't apply. Besides, the only true universal uh, pancake, I don't know that word, I'm sorry, is chocolate. Uh, I have a master's degree and I can't pronounce that word. Yay. Uh, Continuing on the same day, Kickstarter, question mark. A live stream D&D game managed to raise $11.3 million to make a cartoon. Millennial nostalgia is a powerful force. Which, by the way, that cartoon's on Amazon Prime right now, and it's not that good. Uh, JMS says, again, the gaming world is a thing unto itself. You need to compare apples to apples, and no TV-related Kickstarter has raised enough to cover even one modest TV season, $30 million. Just not viable and would run into studio ownership, which is a very different stu- system. The studio's not going to want a million producers to pay into a Kickstarter. They're just not going to want to do it. Period. Because then the studio is giving away their rights and no studio is ever going to do that. Which goes into the next tweet. November 14th. 
sharing those rights is the key. I'd rather a small piece of something than a big piece of nothing. So this is a person saying, hey, I'll take one one millionth of a share of Babylon 5, please. And JMS responds, the rights aren't shared. Studio owns all rights. Writers can get royalties and residuals and allegedly some profit. <laughs> but in modern TV, the rights are simply not shared. And then he refers to what happened to him and his rights in the 90s. The only reason I got the B5 film rights, a one-off, was that the studio thought they were worthless. So yes, JMS owns the right to the movies, if there are movies, which, by the way, we'll get to that in a moment. But the studio owns full rights to Babylon 5 on TV and streaming, the studio being Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is not going to give up their, their IP to a bunch of us on the internet as producers for putting in 20 bucks on a Kickstarter. It's just not going to happen, period. Continuing on January 3rd, uh, another person said, definitely, I would much rather have a completely new, unrelated space sci-fi series than even an official remake. Frowny face. JMS responds, we have someone financing the current B5 reimagining. That'd be CW. Since you feel so strongly about it, perhaps you would like to finance a completely new, unrelated space sci-fi series. If so, let me know. So in other words, if you want to pay JMS to write something that's not Babylon 5, he would be happy to take your check. But somebody's paying him to write B5. And so that's what he's doing. And again, going off that same point, why can't JMS sell the rights? Question mark. Why can't we just sell it to Netflix? Screw CW. Let's go to Netflix. Person said on December 20th, so what happens when the license runs out? Do the rights convert to someone else? Or is the show left drifting in limbo like the Cortez? I see what you did there. JMS said on December 21st, no, there's no reversion. Warner's owns all the rights. Streamer, Network Y and uh, license, Network X license, show A for X years, mean that they have the right to show it. When the license expires, they can't air it, but Warner still owns the show, the, li the license out to it out again in perpetuity. I'm sorry, I can't read. When that license expires, they can't air it, but Warner still owns the show to license it out again in perpetuity. So basically... You can't sell a new Babylon 5 reboot to Netflix, Amazon Prime, or anything else unless Warner Brothers wants it, and they're not going to sell it to a competitor. Continuing on, it was a fair question put to you because despite the FAQ, you know about the potential of a reboot before us, obviously because you are involved. So it's understandable people will make the leap you are on the inside track occasionally. And then he says, no, as noted on the FAQ, which apparently no one reads. JMS gets crotchety sometimes. I have no information about what the studio plans to do with the distribution of the show, this being the old Babylon 5 show. I find out the same time as you all do when it gets announced. The reboot was something that I did. So, yes, I did know about that because I generally know about most of the things I do. I don't know what Warner does on its own, which is why the FAQ specifically refers to the distribution of the existing show, not the reboot. So let's talk about distribution of the original show, because the thing I've heard the most recently is this is all happening because of the reboot. HBO Max is selling the show. Warner Brothers doesn't want Babylon 5 anymore. So the, the reboot's dead or the flip side of it, I've heard other people say, well, they're getting it off streaming because they don't want people to get Babylon 5 for free. They want you to pay for it which will then make you pay for the reboot and so forth. And so it's, it's a conspiracy theory at this point, but 
So what's up with HBO Max and why was it removed from HBO Max just a few days ago? November 20th. Are you generally happy with the remaster despite not being involved with it? To my knowledge. For my money, it's the best the show has looked since it's originally aired. The preservation, the aspect ratio alone is worth everything. This is persons refi- referring to the remaster that we do have. We did have an HBO Max, and by the way, is still available for purchase on Amazon and Vudu. JMS says, "I would have liked to be involved." Again, he doesn't own the rights, so he wasn't involved. But there's no denying that the version now available is the best the show has looked since it aired. Could it look even better? Yeah, but it's better than it was, and we take good news when we can. Why I put this up here is two things. Again, referring to the fact that JMS has no control over this. But also, HBO put some money, Warners put some money into remastering this thing. And it looks really good. I've heard some people complain that the one on HBO Max is in the uh, the old, um, uh, you know, uh, pillar box, the 4 by 3 ratio, whatever it is. But they did that to keep everything the way it should look. If they would have made it widescreen, they would have cut the bottom and top of the screen, which is actually what happened when it was made widescreen for the DVDs. So, and I own the DVDs, but I don't use them anymore. I use the remastered ones because it looks like it was supposed to look back in the 90s, but good on a big screen. So, then some jerk-offs tweeted out to uh, (laughs) JMS on December 20th. Gray 17 podcast tweeted, Hey, JMS, we know who you have no control on the streaming of Babylon five, but any thoughts on the report that HBO max will be dropping the show on January 25th, dear HBO and Warner brothers TV. Why question mark, question mark, question mark. And Stradinsky replied to us. Reruns are generally licensed for one, two or three years with two of the most common then allowed to rest for a bit before another license comes along. Remastered B5 started on HBO Max the first week of February 21st. So 1-25-23 is almost exactly two years from when the license ran out. So this was already planned before the reboot. This was planned as a licensing thing. It's not a big conspiracy regarding CW, Warner Brothers, or anything else. Another person asked December 27th, I think the concern is that David Zaslav... And David Zaslav is the CEO of Warner, and he has been shutting stuff down. He shut down Season 5 of Westworld. He shut down Batgirl and a few other things. So David Zaslav is taking Babylon 5 HBO Max so he can write it off for his taxes, like he's doing with all the other content, or just selling it off outright. What do you make of what's been going on at Warner Brothers Discovery? And GMS replied, no. As noted in another thread, it's not being taken off. HBO bought the license for two years and the two years is about to expire after which studios generally let the property rest for a bit. So it's going to be off streaming for a bit and they'll come back with some, somebody else or back to HBO depending on who bought the license. So again, let's go, let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit. Why is this just about Warner brothers saving money? They're cutting left and right. They have $3 billion in debt. They got to deal with. So maybe they're just getting rid of B5 because they don't want to pay the residuals. So, January 3rd, HBO Max is removing Babylon 5 in the middle of January. I doubt Zaslav and the folks at HBO Max, Warner Brothers Discovery, care about Babylon 5 anymore. Basically saying, there's not going to be a reboot because these guys don't care. And JMS said on January 4th, it's not being removed. HBO Max licensed it for two years, and now that license is expiring. This is a common practice, and they do let it rest a while. 
Another person, December 27th. I guess I'm just confused because HBO Max is really just a Warner Brothers streaming service. They use HBO in the same because uh, in the name because it's the most prestigious WB product or WB product, and WB owns B5. So this makes sense. This question is legitimate. Warner Brothers and HBO Max are the same thing. So why is HBO Max just not showing Babylon 5? Why do they have to buy the rights? And why they have to, why was Warner Brothers now selling the rights somewhere else potentially? And JMS responds, it's not that simple. Streamers and cable nets still have to license pay for those rights, even if they have the same owner or legal tax reason for, for legal tax reasons. And artists' royalties, supposedly a percentage of the fair market value, but studios sometimes cheat by selling it to themselves for under the value. So basically, there's multiple different departments at Warner's. And HBO bought the license from another department, Warner's, Warner Brothers TV, I would assume. They bought it for two years. Now Warner Brothers TV has the rights back and they get to sell it to whoever they want. If HBO Max is the highest bidder, they sell it back to HBO Max. If Amazon Prime or Freevee or Tubi or whatever comes and says we'll pay more for it, then that's where it's going to go for two to three years. So we're almost done here, guys. January 25th, we're almost to the present. So somebody tweets, wait, so it can't just live at HBO Max since it's a WB show? They actually have the license to show the, to host it on HBO Max, question mark. That confuses me as I figured, like Disney, they simply have access to everything in the Warner Brothers vaults. And JMS says, no, it doesn't work that way. They can't just hand stuff around willy-nilly. For contractual and financial reasons, networks owned by a studio still have to license the rights to shows from the studio so the network gets business deductions and the studio's show revenue streams. And everything gets tracked from music and performer royalties, which are based on the licensing fee. So studios often charge the bare minimum fee to their own network streamers to lower those royalties as much as humanly possible rather than using the higher fair market value. So they sold it to HBO Max potentially and JMS doesn't own the rights. So he's making an assumption here just like we are, but the man knows TV. So I'm going to believe him. They sold the rights to HBO because that was the best way to make a profit off the Babylon 5 show with while also paying out the least amount of royalties and profits to those who were a part of the show. Another person tweeted, it's all about residuals. To keep it on HBO Max, they need to pay residuals. This is coming from what's been talked about with Westworld and the reason why it's not only been canceled for season five but taken off HBO is supposedly because they didn't want to pay the residuals to the actors anymore. So again, this person said, it's all about residuals. To keep it on HBO Max, they need to play residual, the pay, to play residuals. Clearly, they feel that the Coast Kids, more than that, I'm assuming that person meant cost. Clearly, they feel that the Coast Kids, more than they are making back. In other words, not enough people watch it. The same is going on with some other shows, Westworld, for example. So this person says it left HBO Max because no one was watching it. That's not true. We actually know from streaming data that a lot of people are watching B5. No, JMS says, no, it has nothing to do with residuals. All TV shows have residuals. So if there was a factor, they'd, be, they'd air nothing. They licensed B5 for two years, which has now expired. That's all. Residuals don't enter into it. And FYI, streamers pay residuals so low, they're nearly microscopic. That's actually a deal that's been going on in the um, acting, writing, producing world is a lot of these contracts, especially for older shows, were written 
under the assumption that TV was going to be the reruns and that was it. So with TV reruns, they get shown at a certain time and only then. And so you know what syndication is going to look like. You know what residuals are going to look like regardless. As long as the TV is in syndication and uh, rerun the the TV show, you're going to get the same. With streamers, with the access being 24-7, I can go watch a B5 episode, at least I could two days ago, whenever I want, whatever episode I want. Those contracts are, are really not built for that. So streaming is not giving out the residuals that people used to get off TV syndication. And that is something that's going to have to be worked out with the business of TV and all of that. That's well above just Babylon 5. But what he's getting at here is that, is that residuals are already low. So somebody trying to get rid of it for residuals is not really a big thing. And then January 25th, sadly, yes. Supposed to be taken down after January 25th, all a part of the restructuring under WB Discovery. And JMS said on January 25th, there's been a lot of talk vlogging. Hi. There's been a lot of talk vlogging about how B5 leaving HBO Max somehow involves the merger or the reimagining, which he means reboot. But that's incorrect. HBO Max licensed the show for two years, starting first week of February 21. January 25th, 23 is two years. Now it rests for a bit. Standard. So what does this all mean? Somebody tweeted out January 12th to JMS. Straczynski, I know that nothing's been announced yet regarding the B5 reboot on CW. Or if it has, you're not able to say anything. But this article, does this article give us reason to be concerned? And it was an article basically saying that the the reboot's dead because CW is um, not the same place and they're buying, you know... Saudi Arabian Gulf, and that's about it. And JMS said, there are always reasons to be concerned, but one can't live one's life that way. And I agree with JMS. There's a lot of reasons to think this isn't going to happen. There's a lot of reasons to think that this thing is dead in the water, and we're all just waiting for the last shoe to drop when JMS is going to say, probably on his Patreon first, that it's dead. But you know what? I'm going to go back to what we read back at the end of season four dedicated to all the people who predicted that the Babylon project would fail in its mission. Faith manages. I still think, and I'm going to now get off my little research bubble here. I still think this sucker's going to happen. Now, do I think it's going to be on CW? Yeah. I'd give it maybe 50-50. But I think that when all is said and done, from what I've heard from people who have read the script, and I'm not going to play the sources game, just I've talked to a couple people who've read the script, or at least claim they have. From what I've heard, it's a damn good script. Period. It's a good script. It's a good, it's a good story. It's a good pilot. And it can lead to something pretty big. So what I'm feeling is, if CW doesn't pick it up, Warner's now knows what they have because they've seen us be nerds on the internet and they've seen us watch a crap ton of B5 on HBO Max under that license. So one of two things could happen here. (laughs) Actually, one of three or four, but if it's going to be on TV, I can see it going to CW still, or I can see Warner's deciding, okay, let's just go ahead and run it ourselves. And it may take a couple more years to get that done. The other thought I have is, again, JMS owns the film rights. 
to be Babylon 5. So potentially that could be something he could work out and just make it a movie. He tried to do that a few years ago, actually about 15, 20 years ago. So that's a possibility. I don't think it's as big of a possibility because movies cost even more than TV, but it's a possibility. <coughs> Excuse me. If that doesn't work, I think we'll still see it. At least the script. Because JMS has a way of getting those scripts out. And he's actually said on Twitter as well, too, that he does own the rights to publicize or publish his scripts. He doesn't own the rights to what happens after the scripts are written, but he can publish his scripts. So when and if this thing is dead and buried, he will put it out there and we'll be able to read it at least. But I still think, and I still have hope that this is going to happen because faith manages. <laughs>